0: Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. All right, sister. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I have had uh, the distinct pleasure to get to have dinner with you before, and I feel like this is a chance for the audience to get some of that awesome wisdom girl time that I got to have. So if they have never heard of you, which seems impossible, but if that were true, can you please tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and how you got there?
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks, Rachel, for having me on. I know it's so fun to be able to work together and do this. So I appreciate it. Um, so I am Rachel Cruz and I'm a financial expert in the personal finance space. And I travel and write and speak and have a YouTube show and do content all around personal finance, specifically helping people gain control of their money, everything from budgeting and getting out of debt to even talking about insurance and investing and taxes like get very, very tactical, but also the high level of really helping people gain control of this part of their life that usually is a very stressful point for people, which is their money. And I love... Really setting that foundation and that table for people and giving them a plan. And I grew up as Dave Ramsey's daughter, so that was kind of my intro into.
0: That was going to be the question. I was like, "And how do you know this information? Yeah, that's right. That's 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 right.
1: Important. Yes. It's funny though because people just assume growing up as Dave Ramsey's kid that. We had like mutual fund parties <laughs> like <bed laughs> camps in the summer and like all this stuff, and really growing up, mom and dad were were very normal when it comes to to parenting in that sense, uh, but they did teach us how money works, and so I really grew up with this um philosophy, kind of this financial bubble of learning that you know, debt is like a four letter word, like you just never borrow money, you always save up and pay for things. Uh, As kids, for instance, we were never given an allowance, we were always on commission. (laughs) So you work, you get paid, you don't work, you don't get paid. And so really, like this is like the environment I grew up in. And so when I graduated from high school and went off to college is when I realized that not everyone had these tools in their tool belt, if you will, when it comes to money, because all my peers were getting into student loan debt. And they like they had no, they don't even know how to budget, they were getting into credit card debt and all of this at 1819 years old. And that's really when I realized the need for this message. And so when I graduated from college is when I decided, okay, this is what I want to do with my life. And so uh, my message started out really for high school students and college students. And now it's gravitated, I guess, uh, followed me, if you will, through my seasons of life. Now that I'm married, I have two kids and I'm a working mom. And so a lot of my content is around that as well. So it's it's been really a crazy journey over the, I've done it for about nine years now, full time, and it's just been a dream. I mean, it's so fun. I love it.
0: So what if someone's listening to this and I feel like I would have been this person like, yeah, that's a good idea and all, but I don't have any money or, but I'm deeply in debt. Or like if you're vaguely unsure about how to even get started, what is the advice that you give to people?
1: The number one thing you must do, and it's the number one mistake people make is that they're just not intentional with their money because a lot of people that answer in that kind of you know tone or or that that perspective a lot of people have no idea where their money goes they don't know how much debt they have some people don't even know really how much they make after taxes i mean they just don't know the state of their finances and so it's really hard to be purposeful with your money when you're living uh it's almost a sense of denial right like you're you're just not engaging in this uh because either you're fearful or you're apathetic, whatever the reason is. And so the budget is the number one key of getting on track. And that is doing it every month, listing out all of your expenses. And, and the goal would be for your income f- before the month begins. So you're looking at the next month and say, hey, this is what I'm going to make in the following month. And if you're on commission or your or your income fluctuates, you kind of have to have a guesstimate. It's kind of like, okay, this is what I think we're going to make. And then you can make changes throughout the month of that, if that number is off, but you take that income for the month minus all of your expenses and you get it to equal zero. So every dollar is assigned to a category and that's kind of your springboard of starting off because what that's going to do is reveal a lot of your spending habits, where you're spending money. If you're not saving money or giving money, you're going to see that. And so it's really getting in control. And so once you do that for a few months, it may be a rough few months if you've never done that before, but after doing it for about three months, you're going to start to gain control. And then that's really where your eyes are open. You're like, wow, okay. And then you figure out, okay, how much debt do I have? How can I start paying this off? And really getting to the place where you are not only debt free, but you have savings and all of that. So we have a whole, you know, we call it the baby steps around Ramsey Solutions. So it's some of our core content, you can find all of that on rachelcruise.com or daveramsey.com.
0: I love I love this idea, like starting starting with what you said, uh, at the beginning of the first step is getting out of denial. Because I think A hundred percent. In my family, we were not raised. I was not a Ramsey child. We were not raised (laughs) to be to be conscious of money at all. Um, Which your normal, by the way. Yes, very normal. Yeah. Yes, and probably because it was something we struggled so much Mm. financially that it was sort of this like, let's not look over there, and then we don't have to see how bad it is. And I think I definitely walked into marriage like, thank God, I'm married to someone who is very (laughs) financially. uh fiscally uh responsible because I was just like, Wow, I don't know. Do I have enough? Do you know, let's hand yep. the credit card to the guy at Target and hope that I've got enough to cover these throw pillows. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I love the idea of getting um getting honest with yourself because yeah. you're never gonna get to the place you want to be if you can't start there.
1: Yeah, and I would say too Rachel that, you know, your personality actually is a lot like mine. Like I am a free spirit. I am a spender naturally. Like you're either naturally a saver or spender and I'm a spender. I I'm not great at details. And so like what you just described, I'm like, that literally would have been me, you know, if I hadn't had these like foundational principles growing up. Uh, But just some encouragement, if that is you, if you relate to Rachel and myself in that way, they're like, No, I'm a spender. I love to spend money. I love to live in the moment. You can still learn these tools and still be who you are. Like, I still will always enjoy spending money. I've learned how to save it and I've made that a habit in my life, but I still get this thrill of going to Target and being like, okay. Yes. But I know what I can spend, right? In the budget, it's like I have categories and I'm like, Okay, I, I'm spending in control, but I still love to. I mean, I literally was just on, I think, bananarepublic.com right before we got on, and I'm like, <laughs> (laughs) Buying my husband clothes because he doesn't like to shop. And I love it. And I'm like, it's so fun. So you can still enjoy life, but be in control of your money at the same time.
0: What I find so interesting about money is I have owned my company for, gosh, um, over a decade. Mm -hmm. And I actually am doing copy edits on the new book right now. So this is fresh in my mind. But I talk about the idea of having this limiting belief that I'm bad at math and therefore bad at money. Um, and I hate to admit it cause this is embarrassing, but for years and years as a business owner, and I say this because so many women who listen to this podcast own their own businesses, um, for years in that space, I didn't really know the finances of my company at all. Like my attitude was, do we have enough to cover payroll? Do we have enough to pay our bills? Great. Then we're doing good. Are the clients paying on time? Awesome. Yep. I couldn't ever truly scale and I couldn't ever cut expenses because I was too afraid to dig in to what the financials were and I was too afraid to do it because I didn't understand it. Mm. And I think a lot of women are in that place either with personal finances or business finances. They know that they don't know. And so they're too afraid to even try. And the crazy thing is what would actually give you more confidence is just to admit that you don't know and to dig into the how. How do I learn this? What book can I read? What podcast can I listen to? But you're so caught up in the fear of what's going to happen for not knowing that you don't just like live into that space. Yeah, For I'm- me, it was like, if I admit that I don't understand a, a balance sheet, that I don't know the difference between a balance sheet and a PL, and l then I shouldn't be allowed to run this company. Uh, so I had a lot of shame around that. Do you mm. find that people have a lot of shame around personal finances as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because not only is it an intimidating part of your life, just what you're explaining, right? I mean, the business side, there's taxes and P&Ls and right, all of that, which is intimidating. But on the personal finance side, there's elements of that that people don't even want to get near because they don't understand and they don't want to ask questions because they don't want to look dumb. And what's so interesting about personal finance, which is very common even with your business finances, but it is so much about your behavior and it's really not a lot about head knowledge because the to really succeed in your personal finances, you don't need to know a ton. Like you really don't. Like all of us know if we don't have the money, we probably shouldn't buy it. <laughs> like we probably should be saving, right? Like these are basic um, common principles that are so easy to understand, but it is so hard to do. And so what happens is, is we stick in this, and in we, we, we keep doing the same mistakes over and over again, because we don't want to change because the change is uncomfortable and to say, Okay, I'm going to make a change. And I'm going to try to live on a budget because a budget really when you look at it, it's it's fifth grade math, I mean, it's income minus expenses equals zero. And so the the math of it is not that difficult. But doing it and actually putting it on paper, and and seeing it, that's the the scary part. It's the behavior that is so hard to change. But once you change it, and you get over that uncomfortable feeling, it's amazing the progress and how quickly you will see progress, because you actually decided to care. And I think a lot of people that are in denial when it comes to their money, uh, a lot of my encouragement is, is usually your situations, probably, probably, I say, not as bad as you think it is the unknown is what is scary it's all these numbers in your head this fear of not wanting to open up the bills or log into your bank account that fear is usually most of the time greater than your reality and and once you get it and see it and take the scary monster you know like open the open the closet door and 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 really you know look at the monster in the face and say okay i'm going to do this you come out of that usually saying okay now it feels possible. What seemed impossible now feels so doable. Because again, you, you put things out there and you actually are living in your reality instead of this make believe world.
0: So how much do you think that the community that we find ourselves in or the friends that we have, especially I think when we're younger, how much do their attitudes towards money affect how we spend our money?
1: Oh, I think astronomically. I mean, who you hang around with, I really believe is who you become because you start picking up on habits. And if your friends don't care about money, right? And they don't care to know, oh, I'm going deeply in debt. I'm just wanting to go on this great vacation. I just want to go out to eat all the time. Oh, don't worry about it. That lifestyle is going to make you if you're in contrast of that say, okay, I have to say no to myself, because I don't have the money to do those things. And you start comparing your life and your lifestyle to others, when your principles and your values are not lining up. And that's not to say that, you know, I don't have friends that, you know, I have a lot of friends that do money very differently. Um, But it would be very, very difficult to, to win financially and really, again, stick to a budget, start sacrificing your lifestyle to get out of debt and do these things. um, When your friends don't really care as much. And I find about two out of three women I talk to, majority of their friends don't think that debt is a big deal. And they don't want a budget because that doesn't sound fun. That sounds restricting and they want to live in the moment. And so a lot of people that I talk to, their friends and even family don't get it. So I would say at least find a person, either hopefully if you're married, it's your spouse or a good girlfriend or someone that is good with money and has your value system to talk to. Because again, it's gonna be really hard if you're isolated to do these things when your friends are are doing the opposite, if you will. And I wish I knew the quote, Rachel, or I wish I knew the stat off the top of my head, and I don't, but there was a recent study done by millionaires and they talk about that uh, millionaires show that their friends are within like twenty percent of their income level, or something like that. And it's wow. and it's because not because just rich people hang out with rich people, but they want to be around people that that work you know work hard or they're entrepreneurial. They they do things that make that that they win in life, if you will. And that's mm-hmm. who they're attracted to, and that's who they end up being friends with, and that's the people they choose to spend time with because we know our time is so limited, and if you're you know, if you're doing, you know, if you're if you're running your business and you have a a husband and you have kids and it's like all this stuff is going on, your time is limited and you have to be very selective of who you hang out with. And so, uh, you start to see your value system lining up with other people's value system, and that's when you, I think, connect and have even a better friendship.
0: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Yeah. I, I mean I think it's it's funny. The first time that I got to meet you, I was having dinner with you and Christy Wright. Yes. And the check came at the end of the night, and I think we maybe the three of us split it. And I remember <laughs> I'm so embarrassed still, but like you put down a debit card and Chrissy put down a debit card and I put down a credit card. I was like, Oh my God, God, this (laughs) is so mortifying because I knew I was like, Oh, look at them like walking the walk and talking the talk. And I'm over here giving my mastercard no, no no you got not at all but I just I was like oh my gosh but there's so many things I, I really am not just saying this I, I think you know what like a super nerd how much I love your dad like what I have learned in business from entree leadership and all of the conferences like I'm such a big fan but being immersed in in the culture of Ramsey is what made me start to question like just even being on credit cards. Cause we are an interesting, we are an interesting like way of thinking, which you guys were like, you're so dumb. <laughs> Cause no, I told you no, that. No. But we have always lived on credit cards always. And we pay them off in full at the end of every month. Like that's just always how we've done things. And I remember saying that to you and I was like, because we have really good credit. And you were like, but why do you need credit if you have money? Like it never really would never occur to me to pay for something with a debit card. But the idea, no, it wouldn't. And I need to, I'm like, oh yes, but I am. Hey, this is you guys too. You're going to laugh at me. But we bought our office when we moved to Texas in cash, which we have never wow. done before. That's and that awesome. is the influence of you guys. 100%. Like we are That's not awesome. supposed to be in debt. Like Rachel would not want this for our lives. <laughs> um, so, but, but really it is who you are surrounding yourself with. And I just want to encourage those of you who are listening Like I get it. Not everyone gets to go to dinner with a Ramsey, but um, I follow all of y'all on social media and I feel like that's a great like if you follow I'm pretty sure it's your I'm pretty sure it's at Dave Ramsey but they basically all it is is people who are getting out of debt
1: oh yes and so they'll be like yeah, that's so great oh. yes. yes
0: it's so inspiring so it'll be like I paid off $38,000 in student loans in a year yeah. or I paid off our house, we own our house and our car it's just like these people who are celebrating getting out of debt and I don't even have student loans and I'm just like that's so beautiful Good <laughs> oh my- for you Jim um, so, so if you can't hang out with people people who are like us, I really encourage you to consume it in your media.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because again, and I think our social media accounts, and that's a great point, how much that influences so much of your way of thinking and your expectation of life. Like I had to stop following a bunch of fashion bloggers because i my whole Instagram feed were all these like beautiful women with these amazing clothes and I started to be so, you know, start to, to seep in this discontentment and this whole idea of, oh, if I could just have that, I'd be happy. And that kind of a spiral. And after looking at these things over and over again, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I know in my head the truth. And I know that this is so silly. And I'm like, you know what, it's not worth me sitting there scrolling and seeing this day in and day out. So I did I unfollowed a bunch of them. Not because I'm mad at fashion bloggers, by any means, I still follow a few. But I'm like, this is all I'm looking at in my spare time. And I'm like, you know what, it's just not worth it. And so being careful, again, even on social media, who you're following, because it's so easy to compare your life to other people's highlight reel, and the best parts of their life are being shown in the most best perfect way and i'm like you know it makes your life feel so (laughs) insignificant and not cool really when it comes down to it and so i'm always like okay rachel be prepared as i open up instagram even of just like you have to remember (laughs) the reality of what's going on all right we're gonna take a quick break to tell you a little bit about something that we have been working on at the hollis co so take a listen Start Today Journals.
0: That's right. Our daily practice of gratitude and goal setting,
1: wrapped in a beautiful design, small batch. It's out for the second wave. But we're already sold out of two of the three covers. There's just a single one left. And I can tell you as a person who's using it on an everyday basis, it is a massive difference maker in grounding myself in gratitude and setting me up to chase a big goal every day. Check it out at HollisCo.com.
0: I am super curious about what it feels like to have built a family business at the level that you guys have built it. Like, what age were you when you, the company was started? Because were you, were you born yet? Or is it so old that it It was before your time. No,
1: it was right after I was born. So mom and dad filed bankruptcy, actually the year I was born. So dad was doing real estate and then I was born in April and they filed bankruptcy in September of that year. And so out of that whole part of their story... Um, dad really dug into what the Bible has to say about money, what common sense has to say about money. Cause he was like, I have all these financial degrees after my name and I fall for bankruptcy. Like what is going on? And so really getting to the heart of what makes you win financially. and everything we talked about, right? These basic common sense principles, but putting them into practice is what's difficult. And so he started teaching on these things. Um, I think like at a Sunday school, like at our church, like, I mean, it was like super like, you know, basic level, super low key. And then um, slowly but surely, there was a a radio station in Nashville that was actually in bankruptcy, which is funny. And so they had like a few free hours. And he was like, Well, I'll get on and you know, talk about money. And then kind of from there, like wrote a book. And so it was a very, very gradual process, if you will. And so all of that, I mean, I was, you know, two, three years old when a bunch of that started happening with the radio and all of that. And so uh, I did grow up with like our shipping department was in our living room for a few years and like my sister and I would stuff envelopes and stuff books and envelopes and help ship things out put the labels on the front of packages and all of that and then as it grew we were um, very much still a part of it I mean like we would travel to events on the weekends and work the back book tables I remember uh, I was 14. And my sister was 16. And dad set us down after school one day. And he was like, okay, girls, you'll appreciate this, Rachel. But he was like, I want you girls to open up your own business. And you can do it together. You can do it separately. But I want you to learn how to run a business. And I want you to learn a basic P&L sheet. I want you to learn expenses. I want you to figure out something you can do. And we like looked at each other. We're like, wait, what? (laughs) Dad, no, this is so stupid. Like, you know, and he was like, no, I really want you to do this for a little bit. And so Denise and I, my sister, we opened up a snack business at the office. So there were like four yes. different kitchens in the office building at the time, and so we um, competed with the vending machine prices and like did the whole I so and good. we called it Your Integrity Snacks because <laughs> we had to like <laughs> take it and pay for it. And so yeah, so we did that around the office. That was that lasted probably about twelve to eighteen months. It felt like five years for us, but it was That's like yeah. so funny. So doing that, and then I started speaking with dad when I was uh, 15 years old. So I would travel with him and get on stage and pitch our kids products because we have a whole kids line about how to teach kids about money. And so I would, you know, get up and do this like, little 10 minute bit and sell those kids products. And then I'd get a cut of whatever sold whatever I sold on the back book table. So I did that through high school. So I was speaking and really immersed myself kind of in that life through the end of high school there. And then in college, I kind of unplugged and I was like, I just want to be in college and enjoy it, which was totally great. Mom Mom and dad had zero expectations of us um, being in the family business. It was really What do we choose to do and what do we feel called to? What are we excited about? And so after college, again, my story goes from there. I think I already said it earlier, but started, yeah, doing all this full time. So, yeah, so all that to say, long answer, but from the very beginning, we were a part of it. And again, I do want to stress to people that hear it because if you have a business that's running and you have kids, number one, I think it is such an amazing environment to grow up when your parents are entrepreneurs and you get to watch them make decisions and talk to your kids about it and like really show them the way but then once they get old enough let them make the decision do they choose to continue on in it or do they want to do their own thing because the most miserable i in my head the most miserable thing would be in the world to be part of a family business when you're not happy when you're not living in your gifts and your passions. And you're like, well, my dad was doing this, so I felt like I had to no, 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 it has to be your decision um, to do that. Because that's we've studied a lot of family businesses. And the ones that succeed and transition on are the ones that people are in their sweet spot doing what they love.
0: So often women, especially who are building small businesses or they have an Etsy shop or they're doing direct sales or whatever it is, have a lot of guilt and shame about wanting to have a business. Like they feel like I should only want to be a mom. Like they struggle to what, but if I have to take a little time away from the kids in order to, you know, have a direct sales party or whatever it is, they have a lot of shame wrapped up in it. And I love that my, especially my two older boys who are 11 and 10 at the end of the month, um, have watched like me work my butt off. And now a decade in, they're getting to see the fruit of that labor. It's so special. Like I know that Owning this business means that I didn't have the time that a stay at home mom gets. Like, I understand that I made that trade off. But the beautiful thing is that my boys do not know a world where a woman cannot build and run a successful media company. They do not know a world where, like, in their minds, like, oh, you just work, you just work really hard. You work really, really hard. And then you can have um, something special for yourself. And I love, um, y'all have that line that everybody says, like, I'm going to live in a way. Tell me your line about.
1: Oh yeah, live live like no one else. So later you can live and give like no yes, one else. I
0: love that. Uh, yes. So yeah, I just want to encourage anyone who's in that space today where you're struggling with, oh, I'm you know this business takes me away from my children. But yeah, but but what is the the awesome things that they're going to get out of it, or what are the values that they're going to learn by watching you build something? So
1: that's right. And I'd say too, kids are resilient. Yes. Like like they are. That it's amazing what you what your pressure and what you think in your head and putting that on your kids when they may not even feel that. Like I even remember growing up, dad traveled a ton. I mean, at night he was teaching Financial Peace University, our nine week course in person live, like three nights a week. I mean, all of that. And I I look back on my childhood. I'm like, do you know what I remember? I remember going on dates with my dad and he would pick us up and I would get to dress up in a little dress and he'd bring me flowers and we would do that. And in my head, it was like all the time. Yeah. We always did that. And he's like, I think I did that four times. Oh. You know, He he was at every middle school basketball game that I cheered at. Like, like he, you know, he did pick the important things in life. And really, and that's what I remember. I don't have this scarring idea. Oh, I, you know, I only saw my mom. I never saw my dad. No, 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 no. Like it's, in my mind, again, you're there for the important things if you're able to be. And you're present when you are there and you're not on your phone, you're not on social media, you're not checking email. When you're with your kids, you're with your kids. And then when you're at work, you're at work and you work hard and your kids are gonna see that. So 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 male, you know, dad or or mom in that case, I would say your kids are resilient for sure.
0: Good job. I love that. That's good wisdom. That's good wisdom to hear because I feel like um that it really is about the intentionality and the quality time um, that you have those memories of such cool things. And it's not that it was every day, but it's that when it happened, it was was really intentional. Um, How has your business, how has your work changed as you have become a mom?
1: It, um, I'd say definitely it's changed in the sense that I pulled back on travel. So I traveled a ton before kids. So anytime there was a speaking engagement, I mean, I just did it. And even in the early days, I did so many things for free. And I was like, just if anyone wanted me, I was there and really made those, those sacrifices early on, which I'm so thankful I did. uh, Because now that I have the girls, I'm able to pick and choose what I do more so. And because of that, I cut my travel basically in half just in these early years. Um, and when I'm pregnant and all of that, it's just miserable to travel Absolutely. anyways and be on an airplane and all of that. So so that part is what's shifted, I would say the most. But but then at the same time, I think my work's exploded even more since my girls have been here. I mean, I have, I've had two books out since them. I started the Rachel Cruz show on YouTube. And I mean, like if anything, it's exploded on that end, which is so cool. And so, uh, yeah. And I think everyone's life looks different, right? I mean, you kind of have to pick and choose. And so for me, it's that. But again, and p- and the important things is what I try to be at. And so I've kind of decided all of Amelia, my three-year-old, all of her firsts I really want to be at. So like her first day of preschool, I want to be there. She had her first day of ballet. She's never taken ballet. So I put her in ballet because I've always wanted to be a ballerina. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm vicariously through oh, my three-year-old yeah, totally. um, just for a few years. And so I wanted to be there for that. So I was there for that. And so you know what I mean? Like there's there's definitely the things that I've chosen to be priorities. But in two months, ballet is going to be every Monday and I won't be there yeah. Like someone else is going to be taking her. And so that's okay. And she's okay with that.
0: I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. market.com slash rach thrive market.com slash rach
1: She's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, so I would say it's it's shifted, I think, priorities with travel the most. That's the most that's changed for me of pulling that back some.
0: Let me ask this too, because it's it's something that keeps coming up at um, uh, in when I'm speaking or traveling or people are asking questions in email. And so I really want to be intentional anytime that I have the opportunity to speak to another mom who is working at the level you are working is talk to me about how you ask ask for help because Mm -hmm. so many women are like, Rachel, how do you do it? And I'm like, or how do you do it by your, how do you do it all? And I'm like, I don't, I have a nanny. I have a really involved husband. I have an assistant. And I know that people, you know, there are meanies on the internet who freak out when you say that because they're like, yeah. oh, you don't love your children. I'm like, no, get out of here, Pam. <laughs> right? Nobody's talking to you. Um, Pam, but yes, me. get out of it. But I do think that so many women in media, like who, who um, our listeners have, heard from most are like actresses and singers and there is this like wall of like well if you're just really organized well if you're I'm like you know what get out of here we know you have three nannies it it feels like people are not talking enough about asking for help and so women at home who are struggling don't Mm. know that they should so have you what did that look like in your life
1: So I remember talking to Christine Kane. I don't know if you know who she is, but she came out of the Hillsong Church in Australia. She is like amazing. She's like my mentor of like, who does this on steroids and has two girls too. So I'm like, I'm always like, Christine, what are you doing? How do you do it? And I remember her telling me she, and unashamed, I mean, she was unashamed. She said, I outsource what can be outsourced.
0: So good.
1: And so everything from like, someone does laundry, someone even for her, she hates cooking. So her thing is like, I pick up dinner, or I have someone cook, cook a meal, like I don't do cooking, because it's not my thing. And so things that can be outsourced, outsource them, if you're able to, if you're in the financial space, or you know, wherever you are, um, in your story, and in your life, if whatever you're able to outsource, outsource, you can't outsource hugs. Yeah. You can't outsource, you know, certain things. I mean, there's certain things that as a mom, you're always going to be a mom. And those are things that you want to be a part of your kid's life and and talking to them and being in their world and knowing them really, really well. And those are things you can't necessarily outsource. And so, uh, but the things you can, oh, outsource it. And so I, that's what I've learned to do. And honestly, I, I was a little bit like, not, I guess embarrassed. I don't know what the word would be, but like when friends would be like, oh, I hate doing laundry. And I'm like, oh, God, don't ask me. I hate doing laundry. Yeah. I don't, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm okay with that. I grew up with a mom, and she did everything, and that's not my story. That's not going to be my life. And so, things that grocery shopping, our nanny goes grocery shopping. So when I come home, I'm not grocery shopping. I am with my girls, and if I I have a house cleaner, I'm just going to give you all my. Oh yeah,
0: no, I do too. I've said it to them. They know I have a full time nanny. I have a full time housekeeper. I'm with so funny, Rachel
1: i and i had the housekeeper but i was like you know i had someone clean deep clean the house and i just did it once a month because there was still a little bit of that guilt Uh to me where i was like if it's more than once a month that feels over the top and that feels like i should be doing and just two weeks ago my husband was like babe can we put can we do it like every other week like it's just such a huge gift when we come home and the house is like spotless so i was like yes Yes, we can do that but it was kind of a weird hurdle for me emotionally to be like okay every other week, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Why is it a hurdle for me? No, Rachel, like embrace that, because I don't want to be vacuuming and cleaning my baseboards on a Saturday, when I could be with my girls, and we can go to the park. And so yeah, so that's my thing. Outsource what you can outsource. And that and I'm great with that. And when I had my second baby, a lot of people said to like, ask for help, ask for help. And I remember thinking, okay, I will. And I did it's so much more with carrot when I had Caroline versus my first one, Amelia, and I have I don't want to say better memories with my second as a newborn, but I have such a more relaxing memory Mm -hmm, of not only knowing what you're doing. You're not a new mom anymore, but, but still I'm like, I, in a sense, some people call it lazy, but I'm like, I remember laying in bed for two full days and just holding that baby on me, you know, on me. And I was like, I'm going to just sit here because this is okay. And I can Mm -hmm. sit here, which is hard for me to do, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And so all that to say, yeah, outsource what you can outsource and be in the moment with those, with those kids when you have those moments for sure.
0: And I would say two things for this is to remember that, um, it, you don't, it's not necessarily even a financial thing. So if you are looking for two hours a week, for yourself to just go literally do anything so that you can have a break for your stay-at-home mom. You just need two hours. Trade with another mom. Hey, I'll give you two hours on Thursday if you give me two hours on Tuesday. Like There are ways, if you get creative with how you are asking for the help, that it will not cost you money. Um, I also think when we were earlier in our marriage, we were like, we really wanted a housekeeper and we could only afford the deep clean once a month, just exactly like you're talking about. And we gave up dinners out so that we could afford that. Yes, Cause that was yes. more important to us than getting to go to like black Angus. Uh, we That's really right. wanted to be able to just have someone scrub our toilets. Um, That's right. Whenever I'm at, whenever I'm speaking and I, and I talk about this, I say, like I have a full-time nanny and I have a full-time housekeeper and I, I know for a fact that there are women in this room who just thought in their head, must be nice. And everybody laughs because half the room thought that. And I'm like, but y'all, how in the world do you think that I could produce at this level by myself? I can't. And if I keep that truth from you, if you think that I'm somehow running this company and traveling Mm -hmm. this much and writing these books and raising four kids and keeping my house clean and feeding them great meals, like... If you think that, then it's going to stop you from even trying because you're going to be like, well, I can't do anything. Rachel's over there running the world all by herself. No, man, we ask for help. And I will budget away other things so fast in order to be able to afford the help because we don't have family by us. There isn't an option. Like for as long as we've had kids, we don't have any family around. So if we didn't pay for childcare, we wouldn't have childcare. That's Um, right, that's right. So if you can get it. And you're not accepting the help, but you sister, come on, stop being a martyr. Ask for help. That's right.
1: Yeah. Oh yes. And you know what? And I, and I find people want to help, right? Totally. And so like you have a good community of people and just like the mom trade-off. I love that. And I tell moms to do that too. There's other moms out there that are like, yes, please. My, you know, your kids will entertain my kids upstairs, you know, at least exactly. at a certain age. And then you can have some time away. And then I get to do the same. Like like people want to be able to help you as well. And so that's that's a big thing to remember. It takes a village and yeah, it's good to be unashamed of that. That's good, Rachel. That spoke to me. I good. appreciate
0: it. There's <laughs> literally, literally I asked mean it's a in the new book called called Ask for Help. Because it's, it's, um, I, and I I say this in there, I was watching the today show a few years ago and there was a very big celebrity who was releasing a very big line of products. And she also has a celebrity husband, like they're super famous. They have uh, kids and they asked her, Oh man, busy mom. You have all these products. You have all of these businesses. How do you do it? She smiled and said, I'm just super organized and I wanted to bash my head against the wall because I know that that is untrue. I know that at the level that they are operating at, they have massive help, but the mom in Ohio, she doesn't know that. And yep. so she just saw this woman say that. And now she's thinking that she's just not smart enough, just not organized enough, just not that she doesn't try hard enough. Now she's, de- she feels depleted because you weren't honest. That's so I'm right. like, man, I will be the one I will raise my hand and say, girl, I get all the help that I can and you should do. So and it, good. it's so important too, because I think like it, what matters is how are your kids doing? how are they doing? Because all of these women are beating themselves up because they don't think they're doing things quote the right way when the reality is like, but are are your kids, they're doing pretty good. They're genuinely good people. I know they have jerky days, but they're genuinely good people. You know, you love each other. Everyone, you know, everyone's doing good. Look at the evidence of your good work and stop beating yourself up because it didn't look like that person's Instagram feed.
1: That's right. That's right. And I think too, and and my kids are still a little young for this. My three-year-old, I'm just now starting to like tap in a little bit more, but it's amazing when you know your kids on a deep emotional level, that's going to, that's going to be a lot of your saving grace because if you are a working parent, but you don't, talk to your kids, you don't know them, then that could be the more wounding right than even having a working mom, like having a mom that it doesn't know you. And so being able to sit with your kids and my parents, um, I'm thankful because they were a lot like this. And my husband grew up with similar parents too. that you're just engaged in how they are and and, and trying. uh, And again, schedules are going to look different depending on the season. But having dinners together like as many times as we can sit down as a family like we try to do it two to three times a week and just sit together because it's amazing when you just ask a question listen to them know their friends be in the part of their worlds that are important and and influence them and you're going to have a pulse on how they're doing and so it's it's uh, and again not to put judgment on other moms but like the thing that scares me i even think about like in middle school and high school when the kids just go up to the room shut the door and you know nothing about them you don't know what they're doing. You don't know, you don't know their friends. You don't know how they are. That's the scary place for me as a mom. I'm like, I always want to be in tune emotionally because that means when I leave for three nights and travel and I come back, they're not all scarred and, and freaked out. No, they know that a mom, I love them and I know them. And so I think that that's a huge part of parenting that again, we're just kind of tapping into, but something that we've made a priority. We've always said from the beginning, we want to know our kids on a deep level.
0: I love that. And I honestly, I feel like, the um is is amila is she three yes
1: Yes. she's three so there's not there's not a attention no 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 no. but but even just
0: setting that intention right now absolutely because i think it's about it's knowing your kids but it's knowing them as individuals that's right because every one of our kids is so different and they need to be loved in different ways and they need to be disciplined in different ways and it's so important to have that relationship and i i want to encourage too, like when when my kids were very little, I really struggled as a mom because I was like, I, you know, this is terrible. I've said it before, but I'm like, this is not fun for me. I, this is the, you know, they're toddlers and I don't like it and it's not. And I had so much shame. I thought I was the worst mom ever because mm. I didn't like toddler stage. <laughs> and yes. now I have, my oldest is 11 and I love it. Love I it. love it so much Because I like having a conversation. I want to talk to you about what you're doing. I want they go on business trips with me. We have so much fun. And so I just want to encourage those of you who are in a season where you're like, I'm a horrible, I'm pretty sure I'm a horrible mom because I do not like this two-year-old. No, your two-year-old is a jerk.
1: They, they,
0: They are a jerk. It is not your fault. And it does get better
1: so good so good
0: and and I put- feel like yeah at this point I feel like we've covered every topic anyone could ever need yeah um, no, right.
1: Everyone, <laughs> don't have your perfect life now the Rachel exactly the yes we him. got you
0: we got you hey girl thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your wisdom and and your grace and your friendship with me and with the audience I know that um There are people who are listening who are going to think differently about what they're doing with their finances and how they're speaking to themselves and how they're taking control and being intentional. So I just really want to acknowledge you for that. And thank you so much for, uh, for spending the time with
1: us. Well, thank you, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. Always so fun. So fun to talk to you.
0: Hey y'all, we should hang out on more than just this podcast which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform.
1: Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 10, 9, 8... Seven, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. Six, five, four, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. Three, two, one, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com.